Welcome to Connections. I'm Mike Tom with Colleen Hood. Many of us feel like sleep deprivation is just a part of life. It has become a badge of honor to have a packed schedule, stressful life, and a solid caffeine addiction. I'm on cup six of my coffee today so far. <laughs> Today's guest wants us to reconsider this social norm, though. He wants us to see sleep as the gift that God has given us. He says sleep is essential not only for our physical health, but also our psychological health. Dr. Charles Page joins us today to talk about the scripture and sleep. Today's guest is Dr. Charles Page. He's a surgeon, a storyteller, and an author. And as a physician, he understands how essential sleep is to our health and healing. And Dr. Page, you say that God created sleep for us, and you're really helping us to understand that. Why are you so passionate about sleep? Well, first of all, this calling, this comes from my own uh, experiences and lack of sleep. You know, I'm a surgeon, so uh, it seems like uh, my sleep my sleep is challenged from a lot of different directions. Um you know, they call me at 2 o'clock in the morning just to see what I'm up to. And also, you know, as you age, you know, we have five kids. Um, and so, you know, there's always something that can potentially uh, rob us of sleep. But one of the interesting things I've noticed is that, you know, I had my own health issues with sleep. I actually had uh, sleep apnea and didn't know it, you know. And so, you know, when you're always living sleep-deprived, it's really hard often. And even as a physician, you know, physician... You know, uh, physician heal thyself. You know, it's hard to it's hard to notice things. So, do as I say, not as I do. But when I when I went and I actually had someone objectively look at me and have a sleep study, I realized I had sleep apnea. And man, is you know, getting that fixed has played a huge role in in uh, my life. It's hard to articulate exactly how much better I feel and how much better I deal with problems and you know, the challenges and the difficult people that I face every day in my life. So, but all this really kind of, uh, you know, kind of surfaced and grew out of my, you know, search of the scriptures. And what I realized is that God has a lot to tell us about sleep uh, if we'll just uh, listen and, uh, you know, kind of approach his word. I mean, there's no formula that the scriptures give us. You know, there's no self-help formula that we can use, but... Um, Definitely, there's a there's a framework that will help us understand uh, the role of sleep plays in our lives and even you know our spiritual lives. I think a lot of people kind of feel like I've heard a lot of people say we only have a short time, right? So that's their excuse, like a short time in life. So that's their excuse to work and uh, be involved in a lot of things. And sleep is kind of one of the last things that they're concerned about, but. Like you said, if you look at scriptures, like Jesus snuck away and slept whenever he could, didn't he? Well, he did. Well, yes, he did in a sense. And, and just understand, first of all, that even starting out in the book of Genesis, you know, there's something unique about mankind. It's interesting in Genesis, it, it, it has this phrase, in the evening and the morning were the first day. You know, the Hebrews understood this, that the, that the day began actually when the sun went down. And so often we get the reverse. And we think the day starts when the sun comes up. But actually, you know, what a picture of grace that is, is that, you know, when the sun goes down, basically your activities at that time would stop. And so, you know, the the thought is, is that God would step in and begin, you know, working in your lives and doing for you what you can't do. That's a great way to look at, like, the day begins and the first thing you do is rest. Absolutely. And what a picture of grace. Yeah. Someone said that sleep is God's contrivance to do for us what we cannot do for ourselves as we go to sleep. And so often we have this idea that 
you know, as we turn off the light, you know, good night, God. God somehow goes to sleep as we go to sleep. And that God is only active during the day. But if we kind of take a step back and realize that God is just as active doing for us all kinds of things as we sleep, and there's all kinds of examples of that in the Bible. I mean, think about Psalm 16:7. It says that, you know, that, that God counsels us as we sleep. You know, and just thinking about the fact that, I mean, how often have you uh, been woken up at night with an idea or maybe a person that comes to your mind, uh, maybe a problem that you're facing, and, you know, there's a solution there, maybe a different way of looking at that problem. And, you know, where does that come from? Um, so, yeah, so, you know, God is just as active as we sleep. You know, go back to Psalm 127. It talks about, you know, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain. And, you know, it talks about in vain do you toil, you know, for the Lord gives sleep um, to those he loves. And there's different, you know, kind of... Um, uh, words that can be used there but the fact is that god is giving to us and you know doing for us as we sleep so yes jesus did um jesus did give us this example of being able to sleep in the midst of for example a storm you know and what a what an example and what a model that was that jesus you know with all the you know the, the storm and the waves going around he was able to sleep in the bow of that ship um and there's a lot of reasons for that, you know. But but we have that same spirit. You know, we have the spirit of Christ living within us. Doesn't mean we're going to be able to, you know, calm the sea. But definitely we can live with this, you know, calm heart. That's one of the attitudes that, you know, kind of surfaces in the scriptures is that we have this we have this ability based upon the completed work of Christ you know, to be able to sleep in the midst of, you know, some difficult circumstances. How then do we become aware of God's activity as we prepare for rest? Well, I think it's a process. You know, I think, uh, for example, I would, I would encourage you to go back and look at the fourth psalm. And, you know, David, in that psalm, David was going through some a difficult time. He was running from Absalom. And it's a, it's a, it's a psalm that actually kind of where he pins what's, what, what, what's going on with him as he goes to sleep. And it's interesting, you know, he's dealing with the emotions of the day. You know, he's got all of these problems and all of these, you know, at any moment someone could come and, and kill him, you know, and he's running from his son in the desert. You know, and it, and it kind of goes through this process of, you know, in your anger, do not sin, you know, that process of dealing with your emotions before you go to bed. I mean, so often, you know, we have things in the day that just hit us, you know, and just blindside us and things people say to us and, and things. And so dealing with those emotions as we go to bed and i think that's one of the things that we can do interesting part of the brain there's a part of the brain called the hippocampus and the hippocampus when we go to sleep the hippocampus works overtime and the hippocampus takes short-term memory and turns it into long-term memory you know so huh. if we don't if we don't deal with those emotions and those experiences and filter them through god's word and and prayer then so often they'll be embedded in our brains. And, you know, what What can turn out as anger can turn into bitterness and resentment. You know, and that's why in Ephesians, you know, it talks about, you know, in your anger do not sin, you know, and give the devil a foothold. I think that's Ephesians uh, 4.26. Yeah, those memories could get filed away as bitter memories, or if we bring those situations to God, we're still going to remember them, but they could get filed away as grace-filled moments. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well said. And so, 
And so it's all how we filter those things. And so That's cool. And so, you know, we talk about a calm heart, you know, um, things that Jesus, even when Jesus was in that boat asleep, I mean, you know, there are things that he knew, you know, and there are things that he did, you know, but Jesus knew that that wasn't his time. I mean, Jesus knew that he wasn't going to drown in, that, in, in the lake, you know, in the Sea of Galilee. He knew that God had called him and he was going to go to the cross and die for our sins. I mean, you know, so there's what Jesus knew that that uh, that 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 changed, that helped him to sleep. And and likewise for us, there's things that we know that can help us to sleep better. You know, we know that you know God's providence is working in our lives, and no matter what happens, it it's going to be filtered through God's sovereign goodness. You know, and so we can we can rest on that. We know we can rest on God's protection. We can rest on God's provision as we go to sleep. I mean. There's so many things that we can, if we just kind of think about and meditate upon as we go to sleep, you know, um, it will help us. It will set us up for a better night's sleep. I think a lot of us, like, I have a very hard time falling asleep. I always have since I was a baby, my mom says, right? And, um, but now that I'm adult, a lot of us, I think our moments before sleep, they're filled with what? Checking the to-do list for the next day, <laughs> our email, right? Making sure we're on top of everything. Yep. And you're suggesting maybe a different alternative, kind of, then. Well, yeah. So that's that's one of the big points is that we turn off. You know, we let go and we let God do for us what we can't do for ourselves. And and I'm like you. I mean, you know, my mind is racing with things, decisions that I made, and you know, and things to do on my to do list, and just letting go. It's interesting. Think about human beings. Scientists don't really have a good explanation for why humans sleep like we sleep. I mean. If you compare humans to the rest of creation, um, you know, we sleep about a third of our lives. You know, elephants, zebras, giraffes, the rest of the animals, they may sleep one or two hours a day. Even dolphins, they don't even sleep at all. They turn off one side of their brain. <laughs> and, and, and so what's interesting is, you know, evolutionists can't explain this. You know, you snooze, you lose from an evolutionary standpoint. Now, we know what the Bible says that we're created, you know, because I really believe that we were created to turn off. You know, and, and I think that explains why we sleep. I mean, God created us to turn off and, and kind of this aspect of surrender to him and let him do, you know, let, let his grace just take care of us as we rest. And so and so that's often, you know, kind of what we need to do is just take that to-do list and the stuff we didn't get done for the day, just say, hey, Lord, I didn't get this done today. I guess maybe you didn't intend for me to do this today, you know. And, and just, you know, let him kind of deal with it. And then in the morning, often, um, we wake up with a, a fresh perspective on those things, you know. Um, and so just letting God, letting God do for us what we can't do for ourselves. So, Dr. Page, from your knowledge and from what you've learned, what would you say is the number one reason that most people can't get a good night's rest? You know, it's the, it's the worries and the stuff that race through our mind as we go to sleep that that can really get us and you know, understand that God's providing for us. I can't tell you how many times I've had a difficult decision to make and just, you know, the old saying, just just sleep on it, just letting God, mm. uh, you know, at least, if anything, get it off my mind in the morning I, I can look at it differently. Um, so, so yeah, so, you know, then also there's not just what a calm heart knows, just what a calm heart does. I mean, you know, like you said, we, we're dealing with those emotions, we're dealing with those experiences, we're filtering them through God's Word as we go to sleep, just like David did in the fourth psalm. 
so that he said, you know, I can lay me down in, in peace and sleep, for you, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. That's Psalm 4.8. We can do that uh, because we're practicing all of these spiritual disciplines. And, you know, meditation is huge. I don't know about you guys, but, man, there's so many things that just rob me of sleep. Worry, you know, and, 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 and this, you know, we've got to replace those negative thoughts and those negative experiences with God's Word. And that's what, what meditation is about. You know, meditation is filling our minds with God's promises and God's truth. So that as we go to bed, we're setting our we're setting our brain up, we're setting our day up. You know, we're setting everything up for God to kind of just just handle it. So um, yeah, but so often it's things and you know that I'm experiencing during my you know my to do list or my worries that I just have to. Um, uh, you know, they keep boomeranging back in my mind, and so many people have problems going to sleep because just that thought keeps coming back in our mind, and so it's that law of replacement, of replacing those things with God's truth. And what about the people who still even struggle after hearing this and are like, well, how do I even do that? What are some of the ramifications then of not sleeping? What 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 have you seen out there when people are not getting that rest? Oh, my goodness. There's all kinds of things. You know, I mean, we know that sleep is, is huge. I mean, if, if we don't get down to those deeper, from a medical perspective, if we don't get down to those deeper levels of sleep, you know, our body just doesn't, is never refreshed. In fact, one of the interesting things about that, you know, uh, sleeplessness is associated with weight gain. And that's why, you know, like medical problems like obstructive sleep apnea and things like that, I mean, can be just a huge, huge problem for people because they get in this, this cycle that they can't get out of. In fact, uh, there's a hormone that the body creates um, called ghrelin. It's a hunger hormone. And in, in a sense, your brain can't distinguish between being tired and from being hungry. So when you're sleep-deprived, your ghrelin levels go through the roof. This hunger hormone, so it makes you eat more. So you gain more weight. You get in this cycle. So, you know, getting good sleep will help you to, you know, lower those hunger hormones and potentially help you to, you know, to lose some weight or at least that, not gain so much weight. That's why I always want to eat a jar of peanut butter around bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> that makes so much sense now. <laughs> I think a lot of people can relate to this. I am exhausted every day. I'm tired all the time, except for as soon as I lay down in bed at night and suddenly I feel wide awake. Why is that? Do you know? Well, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons, and that's and that's the whole thing. I mean, there's a lot of different angles we have to look at with mm-hmm. sleep, and 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 I think if if you're having those problems, I mean, it may be it may be a spiritual problem, you know, for some people. Yeah. It may be a, a it may be a physical problem for some people, you know. Like for example, my sleeping problem was not necessarily going to sleep, but was being woken up because I was never because my airway was closing off as I went down, as my muscles relaxed, my, you know. Um, basically, I would suffocate as I was going to sleep, and so I had to get an. I had to be tested for that. So there are a ton of sleep disorders. I think there's over a thousand now. Wow! And so if you're having problems either going to sleep or waking up when you sleep, you might need to have it checked. You know, just have someone objective to come and look at you and see. You may need to have a sleep test. Doesn't mean every time that you go to the doctor, you're going to get a sleeping pill. You know? Yeah. I mean. And so um, there's a lot of different reasons why we can't, you know, turn off. And 
you know, but for most people, what we call that primary insomnia, the inability to go to sleep uh, when we lay our head on our pillow, it's usually the worries and the things that, you know, that we face that, that, that really, you know, kind of rob us of sleep. So that's where I think the spiritual disciplines come in for most people. But just also remember there's that aspect of, of having a wise heart, of going and, and, and having someone, you know, look at, look at your health and look at your body and see if there's something that, um, you know, can make a difference. There are some basic things that we can do that help us to go to sleep. There's actually a study that showed that women who exercised, um, you know, early, late afternoon actually went to bed quicker and didn't have as many of those episodes of going to sleep. They went to sleep faster. And if you think about it, it's just our basic physiology. You know, you want to, you kind of want to max out your adrenaline, you know, so at the end of the day, you're just, I mean, you're just, you know, all of your catecholamines and your adrenaline are, are gone so that you're just ready to go, to go to bed. Sometimes it's sleep habits. You know, we talk about setting ourselves up for a good night's sleep, you know, no screens when we go to bed, um, no no TV. You know, we want our bed to be, uh, and our sleep time to be the most boring time of the day, you know. We want to minimize caffeine intake. You know, caffeine lasts about six hours in our body. So if you, you drink a cup of coffee at 5 o'clock at night, I mean, your kidneys are going to be going all night, and you're going to be waking up going to the bathroom. So also, you know, caffeine, you know, makes reflux worse, makes heartburn worse. So there's all kinds of things. So, you know, minimizing your caffeine, eating earlier, having your, your evening meal the smallest amount, you know, setting your room up, you know, so that there's, you know, there's no, um, you know, there's no light, there's no distractions, all those things make a big difference. I, there are so many questions I want to ask you, and we're out of time, but I bet that the answer to most of those questions are in the book Surrendered Sleep. Tell us where we can get it. Well, actually, uh, you can get it on Amazon or you can get it on my website, and I have a sale on my website that you can get it. I also have a, um, a free kind of a video journal Bible study that will kind of give you a perspective of what the Scriptures tell us about sleep. Thanks so much for joining us today, Dr. Page. It's been great getting to know how our faith and our health are really intertwined. Remember, if you want to listen to the full conversation again, you can always do that by visiting your radio station's website. We'll talk to you again on Connections.